biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. You're listening to Locked On Now, NBA local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from the night in basketball. The Mavericks held off a Laker comeback in last night's biggest game. The biggest game. The Dallas Mavericks jumped out to a huge lead against the Lakers yesterday, but Dallas almost gave that up before holding on to a win at the end. Our Locked On Mavericks host takes you through the big win. The Dallas Mavericks nearly fall to the Los Angeles Lakers after a 21-point lead. Nick Engstead with the Locked On Mavericks podcast here, and the Dallas Mavericks had a 21-point lead against the Lakers. Going into halftime, it just looked like Everything was going the Mavs' way. The Lakers couldn't get anything done at all. Russell Westbrook was looking awful in this game. The Lakers couldn't get anything they wanted to the paint. Jalen Brunson was finally back to his old ways and scoring. Spencer Dinwiddie was making some good moves and some good plays in the first half. And then the third quarter came, and the Mavs absolutely tanked in the, in the third quarter, scoring 41 points in the second quarter and only 14 in the third quarter. Everything just came to a screeching halt. And then Luka took over. In the fourth quarter, Luka Doncic, ISOing against LeBron James over and over and over again, took advantage of the matchup and was able to score, was able to get things to happen for the Mavericks. The Mavericks were able to eke this one out and get the win and secure the win. A uh, good one for the Dallas Mavericks, and they continue on this run after the after the All-Star break. We'll talk about it all on tonight's Locked On Mavs. The Lakers lost, but Locked On Lakers liked the fight he saw from Los Angeles in the second half. He goes into the differences in the effort compared to previous games. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of Locked on Lakers podcast, and the Lakers lose 109-104 to the Mavericks. The, they were down 15 at the half, the Lakers were, and it felt for a bit like it was going to be an extension of the quit and the poor energy that was taking place Sunday against New Orleans. But to their credit, the Lakers came out really hard in the third quarter, outscored Dallas 31-14. to a lot of energy defensively, better execution offensively, particularly in transition. But in the fourth quarter, their offense completely stalled out. They scored four points over the final 7-28, and that's clearly not going to get it done. Really good night for Carmelo Anthony, 20 points off the bench. LeBron, 26-12-5. He had a little run of threes going, a nice mano mano with Luka that was fun down the stretch. Um, again, the Lakers, it was nice to see them with a better spirit than they had on Sunday, but the reality is they are now only two games up over Portland um, to make sure that they stay in the play-in. So seven games below 500, they are in some trouble right now. A lot more to get into, so make sure that you are subscribing to the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel and that you make Locked on Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Atlanta Hawks also jumped out to a huge lead in the Boston Garden last night, but the Celtics made adjustments at half to storm back and take a double-digit win from the Hawks. Our Locked On Celtics and Hawks hosts recap the comeback for the Celtics. Hey, John Corrales here at the TD Garden after the Boston Celtics 107-98 win over the Atlanta Hawks. A tale of two halves for sure. Boston down 17 in the first half, down 14 at halftime. They come out immediately in the third quarter and go on a 14-0 run to erase that lead and tie the game up. And then from there, Boston outscores the Atlanta Hawks 56-33 to in the second half. 
Jason Tatum, the big guy for the Celtics with 33 points, eight rebounds and seven assists. Jalen Brown went down with a sprained ankle early in this game and in the first half, the Celtics looked discombobulated after that. They, they didn't know how to react. Uh, it really threw them off their game. They get it into the half, uh, they readjusted, they come out in that second half with a strong defensive game plan. Derek White was big, Marcus Smart was huge defensively, Grant William hitting threes. Uh, that stretch in the fourth quarter where Marcus Smart had a block shot with the Celtics up 10, gets it down court to Grant Williams for a three in the corner. That's a big five point swing that, that takes this game, but could have been single digits up to 13. And then the next time down, Smart with the steal, a save, and Grant Williams with another three. That's where this game was iced. Celtics hugely needed this win. It looked horrible in the first half. Then they looked like their streak selves in the second half. Now it's on to Memphis. Can they hold off the Grizzlies here in Boston? I'll talk about it on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So make sure you're subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland. And the Atlanta Hawks go down in Boston on this Tuesday evening by a final score of 107 to 98. The Hawks led this game by 17 points in the first half and by 14 points at halftime, leading to a disappointing result, even in a game which the Hawks were solid underdogs coming into the night. But with Jalen Brown leaving the game early for Boston, the playing field was leveled, and the Hawks were having a lot of success in the first half. And then things changed rapidly in the second half, the offense cratering 33 points after halftime. Trey Young twists an ankle, sprains an ankle, I should say, and also was able to stay in the game. Not quite as 100% normal self, but Anika Kongu left the game at halftime as well. John Collins still out for Atlanta in this one. And as a result of all of that mixed up, the Hawks lose the game of nine points. And with this loss, they're now 29-32 on the season. Broadly speaking, this is a game the Hawks can afford to lose and that they're supposed to lose this game on paper. But at the same time, Atlanta was in control in the first half. And this is one that is a missed opportunity in a big way. Very, very similar to what happened on Super Bowl Sunday in Boston. Same venue, same double-digit lead in the first half, same credit in the second half. A lot to be examined from this game. We'll have more on this game and continuing coverage of the Hawks and the future on Locked on Hawks podcast. The Toronto Raptors had fans in the stands for the first time in 2022 last night. And the home crowd helped get Toronto over Brooklyn and into a nicer spot in the East standings as well. Our Locked On Raptors host tells you more from Toronto. Did the Raptors maybe just seal the seventh seed? I'm Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors inside Scotiabank Arena, right on the heels of the Raptors' 109-108 win over the Brooklyn Nets in their first game with a full house capacity since the middle of December. Really fun night here in Toronto. Super loud, super tense, lots of booing of Goran Dragic in his first game back in Toronto as well. But the big takeaway from this one is this win is just massive. It really accounts as basically a three-game swing in the standings. Coming into this one, the Raptors had three games up on the Nets after their win in Brooklyn last night. A win tonight brings them to four games up. Had they lost, they would have not only lost the tiebreaker to the Nets, that is still for grabs now, uh, but they also would have been just two games up on Brooklyn with 19 games for Brooklyn to go. Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons coming back at some point soon. Maybe Kyrie Irving playing in games in New York sometime soon as well. This win 
really kind of makes it so it's going to be pretty tricky for the Nets to overcome the Raptors in the standings. 19 games is not a lot of time to make up four games. Anything can happen, obviously. Kevin Durant's very good. But with this win tonight, the Raptors are clearly in the driver's seat for the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. And they're looking for more. They've won two straight. They've got Detroit and Orlando coming up in their remaining of the remaining two games of their homestand as well. So they could continue to climb up the Eastern Conference standings. They certainly look like they're not going to fall anytime soon. I'll have more broken down on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Raptors. Be sure to tune in. The Nets haven't been losing with anywhere near a full roster, but that doesn't make the losses sting any less as the days in the regular season wind down. Locked on Nets dives into the implications of this losing skid for Brooklyn. Doug Norrie, Locked on Nets, coming at you here following a really tough loss by the Brooklyn Nets to the Toronto Raptors. They traveled up to Toronto on the uh, second half of the home and home, trying to take the season series, trying to split the series one-to-one over the last two, try to get a little bit of advantage in the playing game. They were not able to do it. 109 to 108, they lose. It sounds like a one-point game. It was probably more like a four-point game. Uh, But in the end, the Nets still lose this one. They had some scrappy moments. They were able to get after it at times against Toronto. Looked really good in the third quarter. Uh, When it looked like they were able to meet, looked like they were possibly pull away in this game. But Toronto stormed back in the fourth, made it very difficult for the Nets on defense. We're going to be covering the whole thing over on Locked On Net- Locked On Nets. Love the effort, hate the result here. Coming up, the Clippers beat the Rockets again, and the Timberwolves beat the Warriors bad in Minnesota. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your number one source for hockey, boxing, even UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Kim Becker, here with our Locked On NBA host to go over everything from the night in basketball. Let's continue with our look around the league. Let's go around the league. The Clippers and the Rockets have now played three times in the last two weeks, and L.A. picked up win number three in the matchup last night. Locked on Rockets explains what Los Angeles has done to contain Houston so well. The Houston Rockets fall to the L.A. Clippers for the third time in 12 days. What's up? This is Jackson Gatlin from over at Locked on Rockets. A competitive first half between the L.A. Clippers and the Houston Rockets, a game that may have looked like it was going to go down to the wire yet again, just like the second meeting within 12 days between these two franchises. But then the Clippers reeled off a 40-point third quarter the Rockets defense just utterly collapsing in the third frame on the way to an absolute blowout here in Houston the second of two back-to-back meetings between these two franchises the Rockets failing yet again to contain Avika Zubats in the paint getting pretty much whatever he wanted against this undersized Rockets team we're going to break it all down for you over at Locked on Rockets The Minnesota Timberwolves won again at home against the Warriors, an impressive win with Golden State not quite at full strength. Locked on Wolves has the recap after an impressive victory for what it's now safe to say will be a Timberwolf playoff team. Ben Beacon with Locked on Wolves here. The Timberwolves beat the Golden State Warriors on Tuesday by 15 points. 
Timberwolves won on the second night of a back-to-back for the first time this season. It was a shorthanded Warriors team. No Clay Thompson, no Draymond Green, uh, no Nemanja Bialica. But still, this was an impressive win for the Timberwolves. They withstood an early run from Andrew Wiggins, uh, of course, against his former team, motivated as always, scored eight points quickly in the first quarter, but he finished with just 12 on the night. Steph Curry had 34, but this is all about Carl Anthony Towns. He dominated throughout. Um, he helped the Wolves kind of build a little bit of a lead before halftime and then put the game away in the fourth quarter. He finished with 39 points and nine rebounds in this game. The Wolves as a team uh, rode really impressive defense. They might have given up 114 for the game, but this was a fast-paced up-and-down game. A lot of garbage time scoring from Golden State as well. The Timberwolves got stops when they needed to. It was an impressive defensive performance that helped turn uh, into it helped turn defense into offense. The Wolves shot the ball extremely well from beyond the arc, 40% from the three-point line in this game, 16 of 40. The Warriors were just 29% from outside the arc. So three-point shooting, fantastic defense, a dominant performance from Carl Anthony Towns, and really just a strong all-around game. The Wolves have now won uh, four out of five since the uh, since the All-Star break, or excuse me, three out of four since the All-Star break, and have some winnable games upcoming against Oklahoma City and Portland. We're going to talk all about it on the post-game podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Wolves for all things Timberwolves. The Detroit Pistons couldn't make it two wins in a row and lost at home to the Wizards, a team that Detroit has not been able to beat in Detroit for some reason. Locked on Pistons goes into how Detroit fell just short against Washington once again. The Detroit Pistons were this close, absolutely just this close. Host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, Kukuil here. The Pistons have lost to the Washington Wizards now 14 straight times at home after tonight's 116-113 loss. After being able to break the curse at Charlotte last game, you thought maybe they'd be able to pull it off this game. It was so close. They played a really nice game, but just simply weren't able to close it out and force this game in overtime as Killian Hayes missed a fadeaway jumper. That looked so good. The basketball gods hate him. But I thought this was a nice game overall from the Detroit Pistons. You got a good game overall from, I think, throughout the team. You had Jeremy Grant, who had 26 points, 9 of 17 from the floor. Kay Cunningham had 20 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists, 9 of 18 from the floor. Sadiq Bey, 7 of 14 from the field. 19 points. Kelly Olynyk had 10 points, continuing his good play off the bench. Uh, Killian Hayes came off the bench with 7.7 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, and a block. I thought everyone, there, there was a lot of good play around the team, and also Isaiah Stewart contributed 9 points and 9 rebounds. But I thought this was a good loss for the Pistons. They remained competitive, just they weren't able to close it out. That's fine. You'll take these kind of losses this close. It is what it is. That's all for today on Locked On Now NBA. Thank you again for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, go on and make your second listen Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker, and this has been Locked On Now, locked on your team every day.